Welcome everyone to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I am so excited to have you on here for another episode. I'm very, very humbled that you guys keep coming back and and getting value from the show. So thank you again. I am so um, excited. I am so humbled to have one of my favorite people on the show today. So Brian is a world-known business coach. He teaches entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs how to scale their business to six figures and beyond. He is the host of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast, which he delivers three episodes a week. Like, what? (laughs) And he is the author of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur book, A Guide to Starting a Business. And he's now the founder of the Launch Coalition community, which I'm a part of, and I can't wait to tell you guys about why I'm a part of it. Um, He is an all-around, down-to-earth, passionate guy. The thing I love about Brian the most is his passion about helping other people succeed in business and in life. Welcome, Brian, to the show. How are you? I am great, Nelia, especially after that introduction. Thank you so much for those kind words. And gosh, we talk about excitement and passion for life. I'm so pumped to be here with you today. Thank you so much. I mean, honestly, you're always offering so much value and I'm blessed to call you my friend too, but you are the guy I go to with all my questions. You know, I always tell everybody, do what Brian says. (laughs) So thank you so much for being in my corner. And, and, you know, I think, I think it's great the way you support everybody. Always. Yeah. And people like you, Nelia, make it not only easy to help, but enjoyable to help. Honestly, like this is the satisfaction that I get. So many entrepreneurs, when we think about starting our businesses, we think about the business aspect of it. But for me, what gets me excited is the people aspect of it. I love interacting with good people, doing good things. We just need more of that on this planet. Yeah. And you can tell it comes right through. Like some people, you know, I speak to them and even without being like, even if you just have an audio conversation with somebody, you can feel their heart through the audio. But when you see somebody, it's like you're convinced. Yes, they have like this amazing, you know, and I feel that way about you. So I'm glad that you made it on the show. I've been wanting to ask you for a long time, but I had a little bit of nerves, you know, so glad to finally have you. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. Wherever you take this conversation, if we're talking business, if we're talking life, I'm excited for it. Yes, I do want to talk a little bit about what you do and business strategy. But, you know, of course, for this show, I think we'll talk a little bit about personal strategy, too, and how you get through the everyday. But why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started? Yeah, for sure. So I guess a core part of my story, for some reason, every time I tell my story, it really starts here, which I think shows how important it is as part of my life and who I am. So I'm the son of an immigrant mom. So my mom immigrated to the United States back in the 60s, and then she didn't speak a word of English. So she ended up going back over to Europe for quite some time before she came back and met my dad and the rest is history. And so I'm the son of an immigrant, which those values, that view of the world, that perspective has always been gosh so deeply instilled in me and seeing the journey of my mom's family to come to the United States not speaking a word of English and to see where they are now I mean my grandmother came from the mountains of Albania without even electricity and she lived in New York City and walked five miles a day until like the age of 90 and she lived until 102 so really seeing that journey taught me anything 
is possible. And that's really become my mantra for life. So after freshman year of college, I I found myself with way too much time. I was playing a heck of a lot of video games. I was just playing soccer and Frisbee all the time, which I was super passionate about. But I realized, you know what, I want to do something that matters. And I've always loved writing. I've always loved soccer. I've always loved the internet. So I started writing about soccer on the internet. And for me, it was just for fun. It was purely out of passion. But by junior year of college, it became one of the most read soccer websites the entire world. We had three and a half million readers every single month. I had 20 people working for me. I was flying to England every other week. So that really is what kickstarted my entire entrepreneurial and life journey. I love that. Oh my God. And you haven't stopped. Have not stopped at all. There's no stopping. I Actually, I just recently up, updated my Instagram bio. It says, never stagnant, always excited. And that's absolutely how I feel on a daily basis. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, I was listening to your episode from Wednesday this past week, and you were talking about a quote. And I forget who said the quote, but that quote resonated so much with me. Um, can you share that with us, actually? Because I think that, um, well, I know even if you paraphrase it, you know, it's just... I think it's going to really mean something um, to the people that are listening to the show, because I think that we all need to hear that. And we all need to just, I don't know, when when I heard it on because I listen to your show all the time. And when I heard it on your show, I was like, oh, my God, like, I, I just kept rewinding and rewinding. And I'm like, I need to write this down. You know, I'm sorry, I haven't given you any time to look for it. But when you get it, just... Uh, yeah, I would love for you to share it with us because it was... Yeah, for sure. So yes, I a lot of my episodes, since it is three days a week, I have to be quite organized in my life flow and my work processes. So I actually just Googled my own podcast to see which episode it was that aired this week. And if I'm not mistaken, is it the David Goggins quote? Yeah, so in my opinion, and this is off the cuff, so it's definitely going to be paraphrased, but in my opinion, David Goggins is one of the most inspirational people on the planet. At least he's what gets me going. Anytime, and when I do have these low moments, fortunately for me, they last all of like three minutes, and it's because I have so many good influences in my life between friends, between family, between influences like David Goggins, who's the author of Can't Hurt Me. It's a New York Times bestselling book, so Can't Hurt Me. I highly recommend this book. And at one point, David Goggins talks about what gets him up in the morning. And he said that he likes to imagine a day where you die and you come face to face with God. And whether you're religious or not, just take this as, you know, you come face to face with the universe, with some higher power, with God. And he slides you a piece of paper. And he says, this is what you could have been. This is what you should have done. What happened? And I mean, Nelly, I get chills even when I just say that quote. It lights me up so much. And in those moments where, Nelly, you're like me in that. We've got big dreams. We want to help a heck of a lot of people on this planet. And there are moments where there's a lot of negative things that come with those big aspirations, with that dedication to others that sometimes we feel different weights upon ourselves. And so quotes like that, perspectives like that from guys like David Goggin just fire me up because I'm just like, man, this isn't even a about me. This is about the highest version of me. This is about the best version of me. And every single day I want to get there, which I mean, to really extrapolate this even more into my day to day life, one of my life obsessions is tennis. Tennis is a big part of my life. And 
it's because of the introspective part of tennis. Like, yeah, it's great. It's exercise. Yeah, I'm super competitive. I, I do love sports. But really, every time I step on the court, I realize, wait, th this sport has nothing to do with the person that's 76 feet away from me. Like, the person who's going to win here today is the person who wins the inner battle. And all I realize is I have to be better than the me from yesterday. And gosh, that's why that David Goggins perspective hits hard. See, and the way that you explain that in your episode, like, because you add so much value, like, I, there's a lot of podcasts that I listen to, but when I listen to yours, I always get, so I always listen two or three times, because I always get something new out of it that I missed the first time, and been telling people about it, but the way that you feel about him is the way that I feel about you, when you talk in the group, so I just wanted to tell you, so you've, okay, you've created this coalition, um, launch coalition group. So I just want everybody to know. So part of like for me anyways, part of wanting to be an entrepreneur was to make my own decisions, take my business where I want it to go and all these things. But part of what I don't like about it is because I make all the decisions and <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I'm all about ending loneliness and this community for me it really does that for entrepreneurs because entrepreneurship, like I'm just in the beginning stages, I'm learning tons from you, but it can get lonely. Like who do I go to? You know, when you're at a job and you're, you're surrounded by people that you can just run off ideas from when you're a one person uh, business, it's uh, not so easy sometimes. So this coalition, like, why don't you tell us a little bit? I want people, I brought a couple of people in already and I'm so excited. So maybe you can let us know a little bit about it because I have had so much value and met so many connections through the group. So thank you for creating it. Yeah, I'll tell you a really quick story as to how the coalition was born. The coalition, so I launched it last year in 2020. A pandemic is the greatest time in the world to launch something that brings people together and community. So it was really, really appropriate then. But really, it was born in my head back in 2012. So I had just graduated from college, and there was this guy that I went to school with that I always looked up to. His name's Andy. He's four years older than me, so I was a little tiny freshman when he was a senior. And I remember watching his journey on social media after he graduated and he built this wildly successful business. He actually sold his business for over 60, six zero million dollars. And that's after Nelia, no investor would even touch his project. No investor wanted anything to do with him. So you said, you know what? I'm going to go build this thing. And he sold it for over $60 million. It's incredible. And I will never forget the day that I started my own marketing agency in 2012 after graduation. And I reached out to Andy and I said, dude, any tips you have? And he's like, let's hop on a call. And that day, Nelia completely changed my entrepreneurial journey. He gave me an unfair advantage. When we got on the phone, he said, don't go trying to get customers and clients. I already have a proposal for that. Just take this proposal. I'm telling you, it converts. People will give you money like you wouldn't believe. And so I started using that proposal template. And from that day, I started locking up clients on demand. And Andy was my unfair advantage. Without him, I don't know where I would have been. He accelerated my success more than you'd ever imagine. And so... Now, fortunately, Nelia, I'm over 10 years, so I'm 32 years old, but I'm already over 10 years. I'm 13 years into my entrepreneurial journey since I started my first business at the age of 19, and I have that unfair advantage. When I need someone to give me their real-life email automation sequences, I've got friends who have done seven-figure launches. I've got friends who have experience in social media and PR and all these different aspects. Newer entrepreneurs don't. 
And so really last year I sat down and I said, look, newer entrepreneurs, they don't need another course. They don't need all these different things. What they really need is that unfair advantage. When you launch your podcast, they need other people who say, we've got your back. We're going to go give you ratings and reviews. You're going to hit the top 100. We've got your back. And so that's where the Launch Coalition was born. It truly is all of our unfair advantage. I love it. There's so much that goes on in there. Um, I could go on forever, but you know, I'll let people discover that for themselves because honestly, if anybody wants to ask questions, they can, like, I'm a great testimonial for that group. So they can reach out to me and uh, I'll let them know everything they need to know. But thank you so much. And this is Brian's book. So this is one of my favorite books and I've got it earmarked and everything. And uh, Brian sent me a um, a little note with it. See, very personable guy, you know, wishing me all the best. And he's awesome. Anyway, I've got some questions for Brian. So Brian, I ask sometimes on this show, what is the biggest gift that you've given to yourself that changed perhaps ultimately how you felt about yourself? Was there a time in your life where perhaps you didn't feel how you wanted to feel about yourself and then you did something? What was that something? It's a tough question to answer. I'll tell you what immediately comes to mind. I'll just kind of free flow it because I'm sure I'm sure the right stuff will come out. So, Nelia, I'm going to level set with you. I, I wasn't always the way that I am now. The, the person that you know here today, as a teenager, you wouldn't recognize me. So as a teenager, soccer is such a core part of who I am. I was a really competitive soccer player my entire life. When I was a sophomore in high school, my team went to nationals. So we played in the national tournament in Los Angeles. And that's actually what made me have a dream to one day move to L.A., which I eventually did. And so... I was always one of the best kids on the field. And I knew that every single time I walked onto the field, I was always the team captain. I was named the MVP of the Northeast in the United States, my sophomore year of high school. So I had a little chip on my shoulder, Nelia. <laughs> but that's and... how, sorry, that's how we're different. I was most improved player. I was like totally opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so because of that, I did, I carried that chip around on my shoulder and it didn't always manifest itself in the best way. I mean, I would yell at my refs. I would yell at my coaches. I was getting kicked out of games more than you would believe and, and more than my parents would care to admit. And so really one thing that absolutely changed my life is it's, yeah, I guess this is ultimately the real answer to your question is junior year of college, I got kicked off the team where the coach just had enough of me, his leading goal scorer, and he just outright said, yeah, you, you're not playing for us anymore. Your soccer career is done. And that was, I mean, it was a direct attack to everything that I cared about, Nelly. I mean, a 16-year-old boy, all I want to be on this planet is a professional soccer player. Now you're taking that away from me. And so that really forced me to be more introspective and say, wait, hold on. There's obviously good things that lie beneath this, this fire, this passion. A lot of good things come with it. But I really need to figure out how to channel that into something that's more productive and something that's healthier. And so from that day, obviously, it wasn't an overnight switch. I wish me at 16, I wish I was as mature and, and level-headed as I am now. But in that moment in time, I said, wait, let's reset because the fact that he kicked me off the team, this has nothing to do, or it doesn't have everything to do with me. Like he made this decision for the greater good of the team. And I need to start to understand why, what is it about me that didn't fit those shared goals? And so I'd say from that journey on, I just really embraced the notion of successful teams. And to me, it's been the guiding 
It's one of my biggest guideposts in all of life is teams. I mean, you can see it in my business, the Launch Coalition. You can see it in the way that I operate. Like I, I am a social creature. I always want a team around me in every aspect of my life. Even going for walks, I'm gonna text all my friends and say, hey, what are you doing? Meet me outside. And so to me, it really changed that aspect of my personality where I went from being, I'm the star of the show, I'm the MVP, I'm the team captain to, holy cow, if we all do this together, gosh, anything is possible for all of us. And so it has guided so much of my personal and professional journey from that moment. I love that story, you know, because when things happen like that to us, of course, we're going to be angry and, you know, what? What do you mean? And then it takes a lot. It takes a lot to turn it around and look in. And it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight. So um, and even more than that, one thing that I've always liked is I'll never forget. I've always been a total news junkie ever since I was a kid. I love watching the news. Just like <laughs> six year old me. I remember when I saw my really? local weatherman <laughs> at the mall. I was like, you're Todd Gross. You're my local weatherman. He's like, what do you want, kid? And so. I remember on the news, they there were two brothers, and their dad was an alcoholic. And the newscaster, so one of the brothers never touched alcohol a day in his life, and the other brother became an alcoholic. And the newscaster asked them, she said to the brother who drinks, who, who is an alcoholic, she said, why did you end up an alcoholic? And he said, my dad was an alcoholic. And then she asked the, the sober brother who never touched alcohol in his life, why did you end up sober? And he said, my dad was an alcoholic. And so I love that story. And gosh, Nelly, I think about it every day of my life, no matter what happens, whether it's, I mean, I've had heartbreak, I've had business losses, I've had all these things in life. I've had loss through death in my life. I mean, there's so many things that I've experienced. And every single time I think about it, as small as that that story sounds, I think, gosh, there are two ways to take all of these. And you are the only one who gets to choose which way you go. Yeah, I, it took me a long time to learn that, but I'm there now and it makes such a difference, such a difference. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's things that come up in our life sometimes that really make us look at who we are. Things change, you know, as you know, with my story too, um, it makes you question everything. So thank goodness though, that that happened to you because where, I don't know how would things be different right i mean it's in retrospect we're always like thinking in hindsight like yeah how do you think things would be different so what do you say to someone like sorry go back to your business but business to me is more than just you know here's what you do and, and all the right things right and of course it's about money and all those things but it's also about um, the one entrepreneur who's starting out, and I know you help people when, from when they're starting to when they're, you know, six, seven figures and, and up. But how do you get somebody who's not secure in what they're doing? Like, how do you get past that initial, like, how do you teach somebody who's not sure? Maybe they've got the, they've got, they've got the idea and everything in their heads, but, and it's not so much how they, they go ahead and, and do the things they need to do, but it's just like the mindset and stuff. How do you help with that part of it? Yeah, here's my immediate answer is that we're talking about the wrong thing already. Okay. Because now we're talking about the, the individual instead of 
the, the team we're, we're talking about the individual. So anytime I see newer entrepreneurs being like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, I don't have these qualifications. I'm just like, your business is not about you. Why are you being so selfish right now that you think your insecurities, your inadequacies has anything to do with your business? Your business isn't you in any way. Your business is the people that you serve. I don't care how you feel about yourself. I care that you believe that you can help somebody else and that you actually care about helping somebody else. And that's why Nelly, I think you and I vibe so well because we both believe that the way to help yourself is to help others. Good things come with that. And so for the newer entrepreneur or for the entrepreneur who's still waiting on the sidelines, that's the answer is stop being selfish. Stop thinking about yourself and start thinking about the people that you want to help. And, and when you just start helping people, you'll realize this is fun. I like this. I want to do more of this. It's true. And no longer are these issues. It's true. You know, I started off really shy and, and, you know, now I've got a podcast and, and I, you can never catch me on video before. And yes, I still get nervous, but doing it anyways, you know, and it's just, yeah, you just, you start to enjoy it more when you don't worry so much about that. Like I have days, you know, we all have days that we're, we're more productive than others and, and things like that. But the days that I'm tired, you know, or the days that I don't know, what you know what to do next are the days that I have to remember who it is that I want to do this for you know and then I get all this energy right that's why I love it when you talk about zero days do you want to talk a little bit about that because that I remember like your voice is in my head every time I'm like oh I'm gonna throw on Netflix you know because I work full-time right so I'm doing like 70 80 hours a week trying to do all the things and there are days where I'm like oh I just don't want to do anything and I, I hear zero days in my mind you know yeah, so let's, I mean, a really basic fact of life is that any result comes through consistency. And shout out to one of my students. His name's Bryce. He's actually a Canadian student of mine. And Bryce is a personal trainer. And Bryce once said to me, he goes, you can't get fat in a day. And I was like, you can't get fat in a day. What a weird concept. And it's absolutely true. Like if I, let's say, Nelia, I've got a huge sweet tooth. If, if someone gave me a giant tub of chocolate mousse right now, I will finish it. it. No matter what the size is, it's a one serving size to me. And so if I ate that giant tub of chocolate mousse, I'm not all of a sudden going to be a balloon tomorrow because it takes consistent actions. And, and on the flip side, good things are like that too. So if you and I do the world's most intense workout today, we do a million push-ups, a million sit-ups, a million jumping jacks, guess what we're going to look like tomorrow? The exact same. We're not going to get any results. In fact, we're going to feel a heck of a lot worse. And so the reality is that all results in life come through consistency. And it's the, it's the hardest thing to master. It, it truly is the key to success in any area of your life, whether it be relationships, work, happiness, whatever it is. The key is consistency. And it's also the thing that we struggle with the most, which is why I adopted many years ago in my own life the rule of no zero days. And this is not something I came up with. You can Google it. Some random dude on an online message board wrote a public article about this, and it went viral, where he said no zero days. No matter what, every single day you wake up, if your goal is to launch your business, do something. I don't care how big or how small it is. Even if it's sending one email, do it. Don't have a single day where you do zero things to move towards your goal because if you can do at least one small thing a day by the end of the year, you're going to have immeasurable progress. And so to me, you're right. It does snap us out of those days, Nelia, where it is so much easier 
I'm not going to lie, Nelia, this year I started taking bubble baths. It's like the coolest thing in the world. And so it's so many times I'm just like, man, it would be so much more relaxing to just like read a book or listen to a podcast and take a, take a nice hot bubble bath. And that's when I realized, no, no zero days. Because if this is the habit that I get into, that I do something even when or especially when I don't want to, then that builds the consistency and the discipline. Yeah, thank you so much. Because I was terrible at keeping habits until I started doing my business part of, you know, starting this business. And it took me a little while, but then I heard you start saying that and it really helped me. So, you know, but it helped me in personal life too. So I'm learning Spanish, for example, so for my next trip to Guatemala. And, um, you know, I was doing it like once a week. I wasn't learning anything. So every day I spent 45 minutes, right? And now that I'm consistent with it and I'm doing it every day, even with something as small as that, I'm learning so much more. And I don't be, I don't know, it just doesn't throw me off, you know? So I really appreciated when I heard that in one of your podcast episodes. Yeah, and I just Googled it because I always get the math wrong on this. But let's say we start on January 1st as the number one. And let's say we get 1% worse every single day. If you do 1% worse every single day, you know, today we're at one, tomorrow we're going to be at 0.99. The day after that, we're going to be at 0.98. If you do that for 365 straight days, by the end of the year, one turns into 0.03. So you will be 3% as good as the day that you started the year. But if you start the year at one, and you just get 1% better every single day. Tomorrow you're at 1.01, the day after you're at 1.03, and it goes up. For 365 days, one turns into 37.8. You will be 37.8 times bigger or better than what you started with, just by 1% a day. So you really see the impact of 1% across the course of 365 days in a year, Granted, extrapolate that over years of your life, a decade, and you see the difference in how your life can turn out. See, and this is why I love Brian so much. You see, you guys have come on to li listen to my podcast and you're getting him. You're getting all these lessons from him. It's amazing. <laughs> Honestly. I can't help myself, Nelia. Once you get me excited, man, I I'll do this. No, we can fantastic. talk as long as you want. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So on those days, um, how do you how do you start? Like, you know, you're. You're very, fa not famous, but you're very, you know, you know, all the people, you know, all the, you're, you're a big business guy. Okay. So how do you change your, you know, change from, from not wanting the boat? Like, what do you do in that instant? Nelia, so my gut reaction was to give you kind of a, a surface level answer, but I know you like to no. go deep on your podcast. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm going to really give it to you. All right. Here's one thing I've never talked about publicly. When I was 18 years old, Nelia, it's my freshman year. I was going into freshman year of college in Boston, which is where I grew up, and I was determined. I was going to be the next financial genius, multimillionaire stock trader. That's what I wanted to be. And so I started studying Warren Buffett. I started studying Bill Gates. I started studying Steve Jobs, all these billionaires. And I said, what is the secret to success? And of course, what I found is that there is no secret to success. But what I did find is that there are some consistent secrets or keys to success. 
And so unbeknownst to me, I didn't know how important this document would become now yet. But what I would do is if I kept studying all these different billionaires and successful people and Oprah Winfrey, someone who I studied a lot of and Martin Luther King Jr., all these incredible characters from history that are wildly successful and impactful. And if I kept seeing a common thread, I would jot it down and I would jot it down and I would jot it down. And over the years, this list grew and grew. And so finally, when I got a laptop when I was in college, I decided I should probably make this piece of paper digital. And so in Evernote, I had to title the document. And it's the first time I thought, what am I doing here? And so I was sitting there thinking of a title for this document. And all I could come up with was guiding principles. And so this list of takeaways, this list of secrets or keys to success became my guiding principles. And Nelia... These are like the guiding principles to my entire life. Oh, I anytime love it. I need a pick me up, anytime I need a reminder, anytime I'm in this mood that we're talking about right now where you don't feel like doing anything, all it takes, open my guiding principles document and some days this one thing will hit differently. Another day, uh, something else entirely might hit differently. There's so much wisdom and guidance in that document that it always lights me up. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Because I was going to ask you, you know, tell me something that nobody else knows. But there we go. This is great. Thank you. I, Yeah, I don't know. You know, I've also heard um, sometimes people saying, well, I, I don't really help anybody and, and get a friend on the other end to maybe say, okay, can you write 20 things about me that you think that I do for other people? And then I've tried that and I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of do that, you know, but nobody wants to say those things about themselves, right? You don't want to seem, you know, conceited and you don't want to seem. And that's in my trailer, too, that talking about yourself is it's brave to me because it took me a long time to get there, you know. So I don't think we should like you were talking about when in your when you were 16 and, and you thought you were the soccer guy and all this stuff. Right. I mean, there's there's a middle ground, right? And uh, it's just amazing to me. So, yeah, I think that's a great tip. I don't want to steal it from you, but I appreciate you sharing it. For sure. And actually, it's funny you say that. So the book that I'm reading right now, it's, it's on my table. I can see it right now. It's called Steal Like an Artist. And Nelly, the truth is, I mean, nothing... Really, this is one thing that helped me kind of like get over myself as an entrepreneur and as a person. I love the concept of of steal like an artist where basically the author is like, get over yourself. Nothing is an original thought. Literally nothing. Because we are human beings on this planet, we can't help it. We are influenced by every single thing around us. And so... Anytime, I mean, I always laugh when people are like, oh, yeah, there's already a book called Guiding Principles. And I'm like, that's fine. That has nothing to do with my guiding principles. Like, that doesn't bother me in any way. And so, yeah, I think, and especially, so I have my soccer coaching license. I used to coach back when I lived in Massachusetts still. And their best advice when you get your soccer coaching license is they say, steal steal liberally anytime you see something that another coach is doing steal it because if it works for them first of all they didn't come up with it it's secondly it's gonna work for you so yes steal it Nelia <laughs> you know I'm so glad you said that because the other day I was arguing I have a 14 year old boy right son and we were arguing I'm trying to write a song about my my it's called unexpected love about my um my experience in Guatemala when the children were all running up to me and they didn't even know why I was there. It was just amazing, right? So I'm writing this song and I'm like, man, it sounds like something else. Like, 
And he's like, Mom. It does. And you can't help it. He's like, most songs have four chords because my son's a musician as well. So he's like, Mom, most songs have four chords. You know, you're just 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 don't worry about it. You know, and it's true. Like I, I put what you just said, I kind of take it and use it in all different parts of my life. Yeah, it's the same thing, <laughs> Nelia. Probably the most discouraging part of my life was when I was writing my book, my first book, Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur. Do you know how many people said to me, oh, there's already a book about entrepreneurship? And I just uh, literally... Probably I think more than a few. <laughs> yeah, the only response that I could say to them was, so? Like, what does that have to do with anything? No one's ever written a business book the way that I can write a business book. I'm the only one on the planet that has my unique perspectives, insights, things that I've stolen over the years. Just like I couldn't write a business book the way that you could write a business book, Nelia. We are all unique and individual, and actually that's why I, one thing that drives me on a daily basis is I don't view the fact that I like what I do, this this is what I enjoy doing. I feel like I have an obligation to do it because I am the only me that will ever be on this planet. And you know me, I pump a lot of stuff out. I'm a one man show for the most part. I've got a pretty small team, but I'm constantly pumping things out because it is my obligation. Three podcast episodes a week, a book, another one on the way this year. So many different businesses that I've got equity in or that I consult with. And, and your that courses, I grow. don't forget. You got all those courses as well. Exactly. And so all of those things are born out of my obligation because one day I'm not going to be here and I want to be able to impact so many more people. It's, I mean, we're on this planet for a finite amount of time. We have an obligation to get what's inside of us out there. I love that so much. And, and you're, yeah, not only are you doing amazing things, but you always support other people. You know, like, I love that. Like, I just had my book, my book just came out last week and you were at my launch and it was amazing, you know, and I've had people too, because you were talking about when you're writing your book, I've had people too say, well, is this just going to be a sad story about grief? And I'm like, you know what? It's mostly the story, but I'm not trying to um, just tell you about my story because that's not, that's going to help you. But who really wants, who really cares about my story, right? It's just that you're going to find similar things in my story. And this is how I can help you with that, you know, but it is hard when you're, when you're writing it and you're like, well, who's going to want to, you know, and it's like, there's nobody else like me, right? I've got a unique thing, you know, so it is hard to remember that. So I appreciate you. uh, Because I know there's a lot of people who listen to this show who are authors. And a lot of them are entrepreneurs. And most of them um, are starting their businesses through like passion projects, um, because they have gone through something. And um, I would say about five or 10% of the people I've had on because I'm still fairly new. I've only been doing this for about, you know, just under a year. Um, are people who have um, gone through trauma and have now are now helping the very people that they were, you know, and some coaches and things that come on. But it's amazing to hear how people think about themselves, right? And it's amazing to he- to hear how um, how we're so much more kinder to other people than we are to ourselves. So, besides bubble baths. What do you do for self-care? Like, how do you, you know, what do, what do you do just to keep just to keep everything in balance, Brian? Like, if somebody's listening to the show right now, this is all about how we have to take care of ourselves so we can help other people. Like, how do you avoid burnout with all the content that you're putting out there? Yeah, that's a loaded question. I could probably answer that a million ways, but you actually, you hit the nail on the head. You, you kind of stole one of my recent podcast episodes. Oh, sorry. I didn't even realize it. (laughs) See, I'm listening to the show. (laughs) 
Recently, I did a podcast episode about a trait that I've developed, and especially it's come with age for sure. I always, I don't know, I think something happened when I crossed 30. I went from being a 29-year-old to a 30-year-old. Okay, I didn't hear this one. I didn't hear this one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the biggest thing that I think shifted, especially in my later 20s, because my 20s were all about like hustle, hustle, hustle. I got to do more things than more people. I got to make more money than most people. I, because again, I'm like, I'm, I'm a super competitive person. But somewhere along the way, I realized, gosh, we need to be kinder to ourselves, And I did an entire podcast episode about that. And there is not a single time these days, Nelia, and I can say this completely truthfully to you. There's not a single time in any of my days where I'm harsh on myself anymore. And I give myself freedom to be so kind to myself. And as a result of that, Nelia, I know that a lot of people say this about me, like, and I know I'm self-aware enough to know this about me. I am always freaking excited. Like there's no way to turn this excitement off. And people always ask me, what is it about that? Like, why are you always excited? And it is because I am so kind to myself. Look, I'm going to be honest with you, Nelia. We talked about those days where we don't feel like doing anything. That's exactly what I do. I'm so kind to myself. I'm like, that's totally fine. Send one email today. Embrace the concept of no zero days. And then Let's just go, <laughs> this past weekend, Elia, I walked 20 miles across Saturday and Sunday, 20 miles, because I love cities, I love people watching, I love deep conversations, so I just texted a few of my friends, I was like, let's just go for crazy long walks and talk about things. I had a million things on my plate, I had a million things that I needed to do, but I was kind enough to say, no, today this is all I feel like doing, and I gave myself that space, and so whether it is acknowledging like, yeah, I... I recently bought a, a typewriter off of eBay. It's the best $44 purchase that. I've ever made. <laughs> and that gets me excited. So, for example, this week. So, my parents are coming to visit me down here in Florida this week. I've got a million and ten things that I need to do. But the other day I said, yeah, but I really want to write one of my best friends from L.A. or a letter. And I want to mail it to him. So I just sat down and I took an hour to do that. In the midst of all the craziness in my businesses, in the midst of all the craziness in my life, I'm kind enough to myself to say, we deserve this. We, we do a lot of good work for a lot of good people. I'm not checking my email. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to sit down and do what I want to do. And most people, the reason why I say that you have to be kind to yourself to do this is that most people in the aftermath of doing that beat themselves up. And they say, oh, why did I waste that time? I should have done this. And I just no longer have those thoughts because I realize giving myself that space, being that kind with myself enables me to be a peak performer when I need to, enables me to do all the different things that I do. And so, yeah, it really comes down to just being kind to yourself. Do what you want to do and have no reservations about it. Yeah, and then you have so much more energy, right, to tackle everything else. 100%. Like, I am so... I want to start this this movement. It's called um, Heal One, Heal Many. So I'm a true believer because I have uh, mental, certain mental illness, things that I deal with. And the better I feel and the more I take time for myself, my son benefits, my husband benefits, yep. the people I work with benefit, you know? You just heal the one person and everybody around them is just less grumpier like I'm not you know what I mean it's true and and sometimes like I didn't grow up um learning how to take care of myself it was like no you got to be busy you know I was also immigrant family and it was all about um taking care of others and which is great you know I'm all about that but I got burnt out 
and it's it's yeah. so um yeah and then you're left empty you know what i mean so i'm so glad that you do that and that you're yeah I want to add two things to this. So first things first, yeah, I think to sum up what we're talking about right now is you can't pour from an empty cup. And Nellie, I had like you, this was probably a year or two before you came into my ecosystem and found my work, but I had a bad burnout in 2013 where, I mean, I went to bed in tears. I told my family, I was like, I'm not meant to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to study for the GMATs. I'm going to go get a corporate job and no one's ever going to hear from me again. And it was, gosh, that was a really tough year in my life. I had $80,000 in student loan debt still. So it was just so many different weights in my life. I was in a relationship that wasn't necessarily the best. So there was a lot going on. And I said, I need to, I need to seek out someone who's very wise. And so I don't know, you know, oh, actually you do know who Jonathan Fields is, right? Yes. Yeah. So Jonathan Fields. Yeah. So he's the founder of the Good Life Project. And I remember that year in 2013, Jonathan Fields was hosting Camp Good Life Project, where you just go to an adult summer camp in upstate New York, literally picture a camp like I was in a cabin with a bunch of other dudes and we made s'mores and we played wiffle ball during the day and we played frisbee and we hung out by the lake. So all of those things. And I remember on the last day, I had a chance to be one-on-one with Jonathan, super successful entrepreneur, multimillionaire entrepreneur, New York Times bestselling author. And I said, Jonathan, what do I need to do to get through these tough times and to get through this burnout? And he always, every single thing for Jonathan goes back to three buckets. And he calls these the three buckets to a good life. And he says, the quality of your life is determined by the least filled bucket. And those three buckets are Contribution, what do you contribute to the world? So for most of us, that's our work. Could be if you're part of a nonprofit, how do you contribute to society? The second one is connection. Are you connecting with family? Are you connecting with friends? Are you connecting with other human beings on this planet that are meaningful to you? And the third one is vitality. Are you doing things that make you feel alive? Are you taking those bubble baths? Are you doing yoga? Are you playing tennis? And he said that so many people, if they feel unhappy in life, it's because at least one of those three buckets isn't full. And so Nelia, when I look at my work days, when I look at my weeks on the whole, I always ask myself, how am I gonna fill each of these three buckets this week? And all three buckets get a lot of attention from me. That's amazing, thank you for sharing that. I, I learned a little bit about it on his website, but not that deep into it. So yeah, I know he's got a book. I definitely got to read that now too. <laughs> You're going to sure. keep me busy. But <laughs> no, I think that's great. I don't know. There's so many things I want to ask you, but I don't want to, you know. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you want to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because I, I was thinking, you and I always have the best conversations, Nelia. And I was like, who knows where this conversation is going to go today? And I was talking to a friend recently about one of the things that, because so to, to close 2020, which was a difficult year for a lot of people, actually, I was engaged last year and I called off my engagement at the end of 2020, which obviously is, is not a great situation. It's not where everyone wants to be. And, but I handled it so well. And a lot of my friends were like, Brian, where are you finding this strength? Where are you finding this optimism? Where are you finding this hope? And what I realized, and then let's also layer on the fact that last year was a global pandemic and there was a lot of uncertainty and and, and people felt strongly on both sides of the spectrum. People were just like, this is going to end the world. On the other side, you have people saying this isn't even real. And I think what gets me through most things in life, Nelia, and it definitely came, this lesson came with maturity, is the 
willing and excited acceptance of maybe I just don't know anything at all and that's just fine. And so when anyone gets worked up about any individual topic, I am always the first person, whether I do it outwardly or in my own head, where I just say, you know what? I don't know what the truth is here, and that's perfectly okay. I'll entertain any possibility. And I think that when you adopt that mindset, it takes so much pressure off of you. So many people think there's a right answer and a wrong answer. You know, what if there's no answer at all? What if there's just a bunch of different answers and we don't know which one's right? To me, that's such a core principle that I don't think we talk about enough because a lot of people want to be right in so many ways. So it's just something I've been thinking about a lot lately and, and it's such a core part of who I am that I don't know anything at all. And Nelly, I think that's why people think I'm so brilliant at business because when people ask me, hey, what's the best ad? What's the best image to use in this ad campaign? I'm like, try it. I don't know. Try, try them both. He does. <laughs> who every, knows? I don't know. For you guys who are listening, it's true. He's like, try one. If it doesn't work, try another one. Yeah, I don't have any of the answers. And when you stop expecting yourself to, again, this goes back to being kind to yourself, life becomes so much more enjoyable and so much more relaxed. <laughs> it does. And personally, I have felt that it is the one thing that really keeps me grounded. Like, just remember, you know, your life is not about you. That's how I feel. Yep. I feel like my life is about what I do with it, right? And I didn't always feel that way, but things have happened in my life that have made me look at life differently. And I completely, and I want to convince everybody that this is the way you should live, you know, but it's so true. It's so true. So some of the listeners are, um, that are listening right now, they might just be trying to convince themselves that it's okay to take care of yourself. Whereas others, you know, are are doing it on a daily basis and know the, the benefits of it. Right. So yeah, it, it's sometimes hard to get started, but if you could see, it's just like that quote that you were talking about earlier. If you could see yourself in a year of doing all the self-care stuff, how you wish you would have done it sooner, you know, it's just, it honestly, honestly gives you a completely different outlook on everything. Yeah, I'm going to add, Nelly, you know how much I like quotes. I'm going to add two quotes to what you just said, because I think they're both highly relevant. So the first quote is, when it comes to starting It's my favorite Chinese proverb of all time where it says the best time to start was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. Yeah, should you have started your business 20 years ago? For sure. Should you have started your self-care routine 20 years ago? 100%. But you know what? You didn't. So start now. It's the second best time to start. So I love that quote. And the second quote that I want to give you is a lot of times we get caught up in uncertainty. We get caught up in self-doubt because we can't see the way. And we can't see the path forward. And I recently read a quote, and I'm totally going to botch the quote, but I promise I'll get the premise of it to convey it to your audience. The quote said that when you're driving at night, you can only see as far as your headlights. And that's perfectly enough. You can't see the whole road ahead. All you can see is as far as your headlights. And that's perfectly enough. And I love that concept. And thank God it is because that's what I've been doing. Like, honestly, in the last (laughs) couple of years. (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly you know i just go by what feels right for me <laughs> like, yep, yep. and i don't know a few steps back a few steps forward but what are you going to do like i'll be 50 next year and i so kick myself sometimes why did i wait so long you know because i thought i wasn't good enough or i thought all these things that we all think about ourselves but you just do it imperfectly and it just it turns out better than you think so yeah and i would actually argue that you know you think 
I'm just starting my podcast now. I'm just starting my business now. Nelia, those years of uncertainty, those years of self-doubt, that's when your podcast started. Your podcast wouldn't be the podcast it is today were it not for those experiences. So everything happened according to plan, and I'm glad that it did. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for always being in my corner. And, you know, if there's anything I can help you with one day, just, you know, call me up and and I'll do whatever I can. Um, One thing we didn't mention that I just wanted to quickly mention, because I think um, although it's not quite our audience, it is at the same time. um, You're a co-host for one of the new podcasts out there. Do you want to just tell us because a little bit about it? Because it all ties in with self-care and how we need to take care of ourselves. So maybe you can just let us know about the new show. Yeah, for sure. So last year, again, height of the pandemic, I was living in Los Angeles and everything was shut down in Los Angeles. Tennis courts were locked, volleyball courts, they, the city of LA poured sand all over it so you couldn't use them. And so I was just in an empty parking lot juggling a soccer ball. And talk about self-care. Like, that's what I love to do. I love just juggling a soccer ball alone. I could do it. And I hope as an 80-year-old, people find me in parking lots juggling a soccer ball. And so a guy was walking past and he said, hey, pass me the ball. And so we started playing soccer together. It turns out, so he's from Germany. He was my neighbor. We had never met. And he was a professional soccer player in Germany who became a personal trainer when he moved to the United States. So in Hawaii and in Los Angeles. And I said to him, how's business going? And he said, well, obviously not great right now. There's a global pandemic. And I said, let's launch an online fitness company together. You are so brilliant at what you do. Nelia, Mark's approach to fitness honestly blows my mind because he basically says, forget the weights, forget cardio, forget going for runs. You don't need any of that fancy stuff to get in the best shape of your life. All you really need is your body weight. You can do it from your living room. And Nelia, you know, Mark is absolutely ripped. The dude's almost 40 years old and he's in better shape than most 20 year olds. And so we started our company, our online fitness company together last year called Ripped 30, which is just 30 minutes a day for 30 days to get people into the best shape of their lives. And people are just getting insane results. Like the before and after pictures blow my mind every time we get them from people who have gone through that program. So Mark really has taken a huge leadership position. And he said, I want to help more people. I want to reach more people can you help me launch a podcast? And so together we launched Everyday Fitness with Coach Mark. Everyday Fitness with Coach Mark. It's Mark with a C at the end, M-A-R-C. So Everyday Fitness with Coach Mark. It's two times a week. And we just talk about the real fitness stuff. Mark hates those fitness influencers and gurus you see on Instagram. He's like, you don't need a six pack. That's, That's absolutely not a fitness goal. Like just be healthier. Just feel better. Have more energy. That's what life is all about. So I love it. I've got the easiest job in the world as his podcast co-host. I just ask some questions that I'm genuinely interested in. He drops knowledge bombs. So yeah, definitely. If you are interested in feeling better, living better, check out Everyday Fitness with Coach Mark. It's every Monday and Thursday, wherever the heck you guys tune into podcasts. No, I'm so glad because it's it's doing really well. And okay, so I am like 80 pounds overweight, lots of sugar. Um, I hate to admit it, but I'm a me smoker. Too, me too, Nelia. Sugar. Woof. I hate to admit it, but I'm like a 30-year smoker, which I need to get rid of that. Um, not doing myself any favors. So I'm learning. I'm not an expert in self-care. I'm learning as I'm teaching, you know, like nobody's perfect. So I am trying to do all the things. I listen to the podcast with Mark and... I'm convinced like I, you know, I've never been on a diet. I've never tried to be healthier. I'm just lazy when it cut like I like volleyball, but that's and maybe some basketball, but that's about it. But I'm learning 
that I don't have to be so hard on myself to start. Yep. Like that's what I really love about the show. So I'm glad that we, t- we mentioned it because I think people will really, really uh, get a lot out of it. It's so down to yeah. earth yeah. and easy and... And I want to share a tangible takeaway because I'm in the same boat as you, Nelia. I will never say no to anyone who texts me being like, yo, let's go get ice cream. Yes, 100%. I'm that guy. If, if you're anywhere, if you're within 50 miles of me and you want to get ice cream together, I'm game every single time. And so a really tangible takeaway is Coach Mark on the podcast. He's not going to sit there and tell you, oh, I'll never have sugar, blah, blah, blah. He knows that we're going to. He knows that we have sweet tooths. And so he challenged me on one episode that we recorded together. He said, look, anytime you want a sweet, just have a glass of water and ask yourself afterwards if you still want that sweet. Nelia, that has saved me so many times that I would otherwise reach for something that's not healthy. I have that glass of water and I'm like, dang, I don't, I don't even think I could fit a sweet in there right now. Like that did it for me. And so it's just little simple takeaways like that. The thing about Mark is he's never going to ask anyone to radically overnight try to change their their entire lifestyle and habits because it's not realistic. It's not going to happen. So it really is that everyday approach. Like just do these tiny tweaks. Goes back. It ties in with everything we talked about here today. No zero days or getting 1% better every single day. Really, that's where the gains come from in life. Yeah. And I mean, we are so important and we forget that we do need to take care of ourselves. And, and you know, part of it is is working out or just even eating better and nutrition and everything. And I love that he doesn't uh, get down on people if they lose a day. You know, like he's very, very uh, I think you guys make a great team, but. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's so much fun recording with him. And and hopefully for your listeners that they're listening to this show and they're thinking, holy cow, what else does Brian have his hands in? And it is true. Like I've got my own podcast three days a week. I run the Launch Coalition. I run the online fitness company with Mark, which we were recently featured in ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS, all over the place. So we're running that business together. I'm co-hosting the podcast with him two days a week. I have equity in a few other companies. So I'm developing new courses. I launched my YouTube channel this year. All of these things are only enabled by that self-care. When you take that time, if you walked into my place tomorrow and you saw me sitting at the typewriter for an hour being like, why are you in the middle of the day writing a letter to somebody? It's because those are the things that enable me to do all those other things. So honestly, I can't stress that stuff enough. We often view it as like sidetracking ourselves or procrastinating, but I would actually argue it's those things that enable us to be better performers. So instead of beating yourself up about it, embrace it, step into that, get excited about those things because then in turn, you'll be excited about what you're meant to do. I love that. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful summary of the whole interview. <laughs> Everything tied in in the end, Elia. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brian. It was so great to have you here and it's such an honor, you know, to make time to come on the show and and thanks again. And I know that um, I'm going to drop all the links where people can find you. They need to be a part of your community because it's so great. And it's every level, you know, beginners to people making, you know, 40000 a month to just... Yeah. And, you know, I have to say a personal thank you because I've got some, I know I've said this before, but I've got some pretty big uh, dreams that, you know, people are like, oh, you're just crazy and feel so unattainable, but they don't anymore. And that's because of you, because you're like, you know what, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out a way to make it happen. And, you know, I appreciate that because not a lot of people in my circle believe in some of the things that I'm doing. So um, you've reminded me over the time that we've been in the same community that 
um, I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for the other people. So thank you for everything you've taught me. Heck yeah. No, thank you, Nelia. Honestly, those words mean the world to me. And I'm going to say this publicly because you and I have this conversation a million times. Nelia always says to me, she always says, Brian, I wish I could repay you in some way. And Nelia, I'm calling you out publicly that you repay me in more ways than you can imagine because your energy, your spirits, your, your personality, everything about just having you in my circles means the world to me. So it's absolutely a two-way street. And thank you for everything that you do. I know how much work it is to put in these podcast episodes episodes to do these interviews to pump it out you're not doing this for you you're doing this for a heck of a lot of other people and so thank you for everything that you do for real oh thank you so much yeah thanks again i guess uh i will see you soon in, in our community of entrepreneur to entrepreneurs heck yes sounds good if anyone has any questions reach out to me or just to say hi i respond to every single email don't be shy now that you met me on nelia's show hello at imetbrian.com Yes. And is that the best way that people can get to email you? That's the best for way sure. to... For sure. Yep. Hello at imetbrian.com or find me on Instagram at imetbrian. Now that they met me, they can find me anywhere. I met Brian. Yes. And if you guys need, you know, you have any questions about the co like the launch coalition, ask me, you know, if you don't want to ask Brian, ask me because I can convince you that this is a place you need to be. So I think it's great. <laughs> Thank you, Brian, heck, heck yeah. so much for coming on today. Thank you so much, Nelia.